leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Well, we do our next interview can somebody help us with the maths yeah it was 600 rands for an entry for the comrades marathon what is 600 times 25000 because there were 25000 as south african entrants hopefully we can get an answer before the end of the show there but let's talk rugby quickly because a lot of people were surprised at this transfer deadline day in rugby and we've brought in an expert here a veteran rugby writer freelance sports writer simnigewa just to explain to us what's going on uh, sim good evening thanks for speaking to us Okay, good. Yes, fine. Thanks, Sim. We were all caught by surprise by this new window last week, Thursday. This transfer window. What was going on there? Well, look. I mean, essentially, the the transfer sort of period in South African in South African rugby is is usually October, end of October. That's when you usually know do I still have a job? Am I going somewhere else? You know that kind of stuff. So negotiations start earlier in the year. I think it's about six months before. And then came Pro 14, and with Pro 14, obviously the dates are different in terms of the season because they, I think they start August, September, and they finish May, June. And so because of that, it then became a situation where it was necessary for guys to have an additional window sort of round about June, June 30, that was. But obviously we then suddenly found ourselves with this 21-day sort of window period for players to be able to terminate their contract if they wanted to. They'd the, the, the point of terminating the contract was for players who, with, with, with SA Rugby having decided that all players in South Africa were going to take a pay cut due to the COVID-19 sort of uh, financial mitigating factors, if I should call it that, having decided that that was going to be the case, they, they then gave the players a grace period where the players could actually go back and go, you know what? I think I can do better elsewhere and not have to take a pay cut. And so, you know, that's what the 21-day period was about, is for anyone who thought we didn't want to undergo a salary cut as of the end of this month to basically find themselves, you know, to find themselves a club overseas. Hopefully that would, you know, pay them more or at least pay them what, they, what they're getting paid now. Okay, makes sense. Would you say players then took up the opportunity? Well, there's a fair few players that you know that took up the opportunity. Um, I think the very first player to take take it up um, would have been the Bulls Bulls centre Johnny Kotze. I think the very same weekend it was announced um, it was announced that he was leaving. Um, but obviously, I mean Johnny's not exactly you know what you call a big fish player in South Africa. I think last week was when we saw the you know the actual sort of big fish players. I mean Malcolm Marks you know has taken a what I understand is a very lucrative contract from Japan. Um, and, and, and obviously, you know, there was a big, big, big talking point about Lukanyo Am and Magazolema Pimpi at the Sharks being made big offers from Japan and, um, and, 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 and Europe. And then obviously there was the big sort of Peter Steph to Toy conundrum where, uh, we still don't know if he has a contract or not. Well, I think he doesn't have a contract, but we don't know if he's staying in South Africa or not. So what does that mean? Because we've been told he turned down a multi-million rand offer from France, but like you're saying, he hasn't signed with the Western Province. Is he holding up for the better offer? Look, I think I think what really happened is the the, the, the basic background, from what I understand, Peter Steph Dutoy wants to stay in South Africa until after the Lions series, because he wants to play in that series. He wants to be guaranteed to play in that series, win it, and obviously that set, sets him up as a legend of South African rugby. 
um, having won the things he's won now, you know, World Rugby Player of the Year, World Cup, um, SA Rugby Player of the Year a few times now. So so he, he wants to stay, but obviously the, the kind of money that was being talked about, 75 million over three years, which is, which is, is ridiculous money. Um, you know, it's the kind of money that you, you know, you, you, you don't turn down. And so I think essentially what happened then was to do that, he then decided he would try, he would, he would turn it down, but he would also try to, to sort of talk to Western Province about compensating him, you know, almost like, a, you know, you know um, sort of acknowledging that how much he turned down mm. to be able to, you know, to, you know, to be able to stay. But from what I understand, to do that, he had to cancel his contract so that he could um, then get a new contract mm-hmm. with new stipulations. Um, some of the stipulations was to, to unbundle his image rights from the rest of the squad. And um, I think also to allow him to negotiate, you know, to allow him to negotiate with, with um, you know, with clubs. And so essentially what, what you know, what, 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 what's now happened is they obviously talking about they're thrashing out a deal which would effectively do exactly what the whole 21 day period was supposed to stop you know as a rugby when 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 the collective bargain bargaining was made the idea was if you think you can make more money go you know take the opportunity to go not um, take the opportunity to increase your money while you're in south africa so now essentially He's kind of breaking ranks with the solidarity that the rest of the 717 South African players have undertaken as part of they bid to help rugby, you know, through the effect, the financial effects of COVID-19. So that's what's kind of happening now. You know, it's also the, the, the moral dilemma that, you know, Western province have is that they've now got to, you know, they've now got to effectively give a player an increase during a time where no player is supposed to get an increase. Yeah. Okay, let's just take a quick voice note here. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and your guest. Uh, Tabiso, when it comes to Irapi and the transfer, I was shocked to learn that Umagazole uh, declined an offer of, I think it's nine point something million after tax uh, in Japan for one year. I was very, very shocked because we all know that um, sport, especially Rapi, you, it, it can end in 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 in, in just you, you see so i was i was very shocked and 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 i would love to know his reasons why he declined the offer because i still think he's young okay thanks juicy i think we got the gist of that and that's what i actually wanted to ask Miki with Kabanisa. why would my people turn down nine million rent to stay in south africa Listen, as um, as a guy who doesn't even make a million a year, <laughs> I nearly fell over backwards when I saw that. Um, look, I mean, the, the the official reason given by the Sharks was that um, they've basically promised, you know, they've they've asked him to show solidarity with them. Also, with the Sharks, that the real problem there is it looked like they were onto something as a squad, and so maybe they're hoping to win a couple of things with him before they can let him go. Um, but they had promised to kind of like try to look after him, obviously, after the whole COVID-19 situation had gone. Um, but, you know, like, you know, like, like, like your, your, your voice note, um, sort of caller says, it, 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 it is crazy. You know, if you look at where Magazole comes from, um, you know, he doesn't come from money. 
And and sure, he's making reasonable money now as a Springbok, but you also have to remember he's a reasonably new Springbok. He's only got 14 test caps under his, his belt, which probably means he's not the highest earning Springbok out there. Granted, it's a world away from where he comes from, but by the same token, as a man who turns 30 in July, he would want to, to look after, you know, to, to, to set up his future. And that's where it's sort of, you know, that there would be nine sort of, million reasons you know to 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 to, to take up that um you know that, that that offer so i'm i'm i must admit i i just don't understand the logic behind it because the other thing is you know he could he could go out when they start playing eventually and basically write off one of his knees which would take maybe nine months to heal and by the time he comes back he's 31 he's having to you know shake off the rest and by the time he's good to go, maybe he's 32, maybe a bit slower than he used to be. So it's it, it's quite a tricky gambit. And also, you know, when when he's you know if he's injured, you know what kind of um, sort of how would the Sharks look after him then? Because you're trying to look after a, a player, you're not going to get anything from. So it's it's, it's quite a yeah, a, a, it's a bold decision if that's what he really did. Because that's the other thing, none of us actually know. If there wasn't an offer in a classical sense, and you know nobody's admitted to anything, but geez, if it was there and he turned it down, it, it beggars belief. Sure. Will he make nine million rand in South Africa this year? No, he won't. Most definitely not, because um, you know the, the higher the higher end players in South Africa don't earn nine million rand, especially after tax. Because remember, you have to remember the the the. the you know that the, the new contracting system that SA Rugby came up with last year for Springboks, which was basically to let them go. Um, the whole point was that let somebody else pay them ten million a year, and they can carry on playing for you because you've taken away the rule that says they can't play for you after they've left South Africa. And so that basically means, you know, what SA Rugby pays for, you know, collectively for for its Springboks is a heck of a lot less than, you know, say an average of, of 9 million, which basically is where I'm making my maths from that there's no way, you know, there's no way he's earning, he would, he would be making that kind of money at the end of this year. Sure. Especially with a paper. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the clarity, Simnigir, and for the insight. We're going to have to leave it there, but at least we've got a better understanding now of this transfer window that came out of the blue in SA Rugby. That was freelance uh, rugby general. By the way, yes. your answer to your comrades, I'm um, saying, is 15 million. <laughs> Oh, no, you have a calculator next to you because you can't be using your phone. I'm sitting at my laptop. Oh, yeah, no, I thought it can't come off the top of your head. No, I'm not that smart. Yeah, you, I mean, you are in media just like me. That's why we're here. Right about drop kicks for a living. That's not <laughs> Okay, thanks for that, Sim. So there you have it. It's 15 million rand then of, uh, if you count 25,000 South African entries at 600 rand each. Also, thank you to Zakes and thank you to Precious also that sent us that in Muruleng. But somebody else uh, says, Matumecha says, don't forget, there are international runners also and there are runners from the continent of Africa. So you must count 1,500 times 500 African runners and also 3,000 times 4,500 overseas runners. You must add that into the figure and that's how much goes to the Comrades Marathon just because of cancellations. 15 million rent just from South African entrance. Yeah, that's a lot of money. You can understand why people are up in arms.